from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. We increased it to 90 and sold out until we were increasing it to like 300 plates and still sold out. It actually comes from the story of the prodigal son. Over charcoal, hot and fast, uh, basted and marinated. This is a fattier, heftier cafe experience. I'm Elaine Chow. It's not uncommon for out-of-town visitors to arrive in St. Louis with barbecue on their must-eat list. And when married couple Darren and Charlene Young moved to the Lou from L.A., they too partook. They also saw potential to add something then missing to the range of barbecue in their new city. So Charlene and Darren started the Fattened Calf in 2019, a Filipino barbecue pop-up with a residency at Earthbound Beer on Cherokee Street. It's since grown hugely popular, and with new funding from a recent Arch Grants Award, the Fattened Calf is set to expand its reach. Joining me to talk about it are Charlene Lopez-Young, Chief Operating Officer of the Fattened Calf. Great to have you. Hi, Elaine. How are you? And Darren Young, Chief Executive Officer of the Fattened Calf. Welcome. Hey, Elaine. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Welcome to the program. (laughs) Charlene, for those who haven't tried your food yet, can you provide a visual and flavor profile of what would be on the fattened calves, quote unquote, greatest hits plate? Oh, yeah. Well, one, you're missing out if you have not had Filipino barbecue. Um, Two, I guess you get a lot of garlic, um, something special called banana ketchup. Um, lots of vinegar and soy sauce. Um, and so you put all that together and you come up with Filipino barbecue and it's just really good. We do ours char grilled. Um, and we use different cuts of meat. Um, specifically for St. Louis, we use pork steak a lot um, in our barbecue options. Um, yeah, you just got to come out and try us out. Darren Darren is the... Is the um, <laughs> a research development for recipe. Ironically enough, he's not the Filipino, but he has um, this <laughs> really great palate that I would say makes him pretty much an honorary Filipino. So, um, Darren, do you want to add anything to that profile? Well, um, that's yeah. actually a great segue to the next question, which is about Filipino barbecue and how it differs from the sort of barbecue here in St. Louis that people are accustomed to having, Darren? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great question. You know, Filipino barbecue um, really just means grilled and marinated meats, and it's grilled uh, with Filipino spices and ingredients. Um, usually in the in the United States, when we talk about barbecue, we're talking about meat that's cooked low and slow, um, uh, a pork shoulder or brisket that takes anywhere from 8 to 12 to 16 hours. When we mention Filipino barbecue, it's it's nothing like that. Um, it's meat that's grilled uh, over charcoal, hot and fast, uh, basted and marinated uh, with spices. And it's wonderful and delicious. 
So it's a quicker really payoff. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It is. Quicker payoff, uh, less laborious. Um, and at the Fat and Calf, uh, you know, we do have somewhat of a fusion between smoked meats and grilled meats. So we will do uh, some dishes that are smoked low and slow and then baste them, marinate them with the Filipino spices and ingredients. So when you all started in 2019, there was another Filipino restaurant around. But what was it, Charlene, or who that gave you confidence that Filipino food, the way you and Darren were making it, would find good reception here among St. Louis residents? To be honest, I really wasn't keeping in mind people who would want to have it. I just knew I wanted to share my culture in the food scene in any way. And so I was really big on we're keeping it the way that I remember the flavors, um, the way that I grew up eating it. And if people like it, cool. And if they don't, well, then this isn't for you. And I'm okay with that. Um, well, we had our first pop-up um, inside Milk Toast Bar. And we probably only made like 50 plates. And we sold out in an hour or so. Um, so then we knew that there was definitely something there. Um, and the next pop-up, we, we increased it to 90 and sold out until we were increasing it to like 300 plates and still sold out. So then at, at this point, I was just like, I don't know why it took so long for me to realize like, oh, people really do want this, right? Like we kept just slowly increasing the numbers. Um, but every single time we were affirmed um, by the St. Louis community that they really want Filipino barbecue. And perhaps because they've been exposed to the barbecue scene for so long, Um, that it wasn't something so different. Even though the marinades were different, it's still comforting to them because it's barbecue, right? So there wasn't, it wasn't this complex idea. Um, So I think people just really enjoy the the taste of Filipino barbecue. Um, And then also the the diversity that we bring um, into into their food experience. So these cookouts that you were talking about, you know, going from the milk toast bar to another location, um, 300 plates at a time. So you all started this whole thing by doing this, from what I understand, for friends, very lucky, blessed friends, I might add. And I believe that you both, or at least one of you, um, worked at nonprofits when you began testing out recipes. So who was it? between the two of you um, to be the first to say, hey, babe, let's ditch the nine to five and do this full time. <laughs> I think it was me. I feel like I it was say. me, but okay. I mean, <laughs> you're still doing your nine to five. I'm not. So I think it's me. <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is true. Um, we both actually were in nonprofit. I don't know. Darren, do you want to share some stuff about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, was in, or I guess I shall say, I still am in uh, youth development work full time. Uh, but b- both me and Charlene uh, were in s- uh, similar lines of work. Uh, she worked for the Salvation Army alongside me uh, in South City. Um, and we're going to pick up with that <laughs> when we um, come back from a, a bit of a break. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. Welcome back. I'm Elaine Shaw. We're talking with Charlene and Darren Young, the duo behind The Fattened Calf. The Filipino barbecue business has recently been awarded funding by Arch Grants. The money will help them expand their business in new ways. Now, Darren, before the break, uh, we were talking a bit about the, the work that you did to put your own food on the table um, and kind of what you and Charlene were were doing before you kind of went further into the fattened calf. Can you pick up with that again? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of the fattened calf was birthed out of our backyard, uh, dinner parties, game nights, um, inviting friends over. And then we got into doing pop-ups um, where, you know, we – we felt like we had something, you know, when people line up for your food and uh, you're selling out, like we knew we had something special. Uh, but the tension at that time was uh, issue of capacity. You know, both me and Charlene were still working full time jobs, uh, nor neither of us had any experience in the restaurant industry. Um, none. Um, so uh, Charlene actually was the one that left her uh, full-time uh, job role with the Salvation Army um, back in uh, 2020, which which is when we, we took what we were doing with the fat and calf on a full-time uh, scale and basis. So how did you go from cooking for friends and family? And then, you know, you, you were talking about selling out um, all of the dishes that you were preparing, to some extent, there is the the support that you get from family and friends because they love you. But when it came to creating a menu of items that total strangers would enjoy and pay you for and come back for again, and um, Charlene, how did you go about choosing what to serve at the Fat and Calf pop ups? We really just served what we liked the best. So I think that's, we didn't really have a business plan or a strategy, to be honest. We didn't, we didn't think about the customers and this could have been, you know, like this maybe would have made a huge difference in how we started. Maybe we didn't move so slow in our scaling process if we, if we really thought about the business as we, we are thinking about it now. But back then it was really just a hobby. It was a passion and we just wanted to serve Filipino food. And so we picked um, three to four dishes that we knew we loved cooking, um, we loved eating, um, and, and we, we wanted people to try. And we just went from there. And I think our first pop-up was like March 9th, 2019. And we said, everything's $9. <laughs> We didn't even have a plan. Um, and perhaps that's why we sold out so fast, right? Because everything was $9 and how how simple and how convenient that is for everyone. Um, and so 
yeah, that's that's just really how we started. We're, we're different now. I, I would proudly say that we, we put a lot more thought into our pricing, into our recipe, into um, our plating, and into everything. But when we first started out, it really was just reactionary. Um, and it was so fun for us because it was so different from what we were doing. Um, and, and like you mentioned, Darren and I both worked nonprofit work. And, and sometimes for nonprofit work, you don't really see um, the outcomes that you, you're working towards until later on in the year. But with food, um, we cook it, we served it, and we saw people eat it and they were finished. And then they gave us the feedback of like, oh, that was good. We really liked it. We'll be back for more. So it was like a finished story that we were hungry for, consistently hungry for. And so, um, yeah, we really just enjoyed it. We just, we didn't think it would be what it is today. Um, and so we we didn't put, to be honest, that much, much thought and time into the recipe and the menu and, and all of that. Now, when it comes to the items that are currently available, though, um, what are some of the considerations that you made for selecting what you would put into packaged form and then make available at the, the markets and places around town where we can get some fat and calf items currently? Well, I think one of my favorite dishes on the fat and calf menu is longanisa, and it's Filipino-style sausage. It's uh, a fully cooked, smoked, cured product. Um, it tastes really delicious. Um, you can almost heat it up or cook it any type of way, and you'll you'll still get a wonderful dish. Um, you know, that is easy, uh, easy to have on the menu at all times, but also a, a really easy item uh, to put in a, a sealed package and sell it. Um, so when 2020 came, when uh, COVID hit, uh, you know, we had already demonstrated a little bit of traction mm -hmm. with what we were doing with the pop-ups um, and Schnooks uh, contacted us and said, hey, you know, uh, we're looking to support local owned businesses. What do you guys think about selling some of your products on our grocery store shelves? Um, and, you know, I, there's actually a funny story behind that because Charlene, uh, Charlene, what did you say at the time when we got that email? Yeah, I thought it was a scam um, because it was like this big, like um, big guy in schnooks emailing me, and I thought, yeah, there's no way. And even looked him up on LinkedIn. Um, f did not find him on LinkedIn. Maybe I searched for the wrong name, but either way, he <laughs> wasn't there, and it confirmed the fact that I was like, yeah, this is a scam. Um, and then eventually they like wanted to set up a Zoom meeting with us. And I was like, oh, maybe this is real. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm glad we showed up to the Zoom meeting and, and, and eventually took it seriously. But um, we just never really thought that the fan calf would be where it is today. And so it was so hard for us to understand why like a major grocery store would be interested in picking up Filipino style sausages or Filipino food into their grocery stores. Um, we're grateful for that now, and we're really excited for where the Fat and Calf is. But everything um, in the beginning phases were just such shocks to us. Um, and to, to add yeah. to that, I, I would say that was such a um, unique time and experience for us and for the world, right? Um, yeah. But it was through 2020 where we realized that, you know, the Fat and Calf was going to be a pop-up restaurant, but also a consumer packaged goods company um, yeah. that we wanted to figure out how we could take our Filipino-style products, package them, and sell them. Um, and, and the reason behind that, too, is, um, you know, we wanted to 
not only be tethered to St. Louis or, or even earthbound, right, as our residency, but how do we have reach uh, with everything that we're doing beyond St. Louis, beyond the St. Louis metro area, the region, and even nationally? And that's what we're, we're focused on. So it sounds like it was quite a combination of, of time, timing, and appetite, which Absolutely. is fantastic. I mean, in terms of, and I want to ask this question because I first heard about your business, I heard someone say it, and what I saw in my head and what I saw in writing was mm-hmm. different. Does the story behind the name of your business, The Fat and Calf, capture any aspect of <laughs> what you hope to do in this next phase of growth? Yeah, Darren, yes. that's all you. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> So I'll say this, the fattened calf, the name. So there's two reasons for the name. Um, But the first reason for the name uh, actually comes from the story of the prodigal son, Uh, the the son coming back to the father. And uh, there's this moment of celebration. um, And they have this great, big, unique feast uh, over over a a fattened calf. Um, And to us, uh, this was years ago when we thought about this, but to us, this was me and Charlene coming together using our unique gifts and talents um, and passions, uh, leveraging that for the community uh, to bring people together over food and just great fellowship and great conversation. So that's what the fattened calf means uh, to us. Um, And uh, the reason why we spell it C-A-F was to be short for cafe, uh, like a small, uh, smaller cafe experience. We want people to come, um, you know, into our building to uh, have good food, to hang out, uh, to bring their laptops, you know, to, to work. Um, and, and that's part of our vision of just creating a more communal experience. So you and, drop the E. Cafes. Yes. Yeah, we did. Cafes are usually an extension of their community, right? Like people in neighborhoods have their favorite coffee shops or favorite places to co-work. And usually it comes with like meals or, you know, some pastry. Well, this is a fattier, heftier cafe experience. And we we definitely um, want to be an extension of our community, that's for sure. And lastly, there also was a fatted calf in Clayton that closed (laughs) years ago. Uh, So we needed to create some type of distinction between the two. And uh, we just felt like we could not come up with a better name that really symbolized uh, the the passions and the hopes that me and Charlene both shared together. And there's an element of intention to fattened, like you did it on purpose. Yes. Yeah. since you started the Fat and Calf, the business has obviously seen extraordinary growth. And as if you weren't busy enough with your mm-hmm. full-time work and now, Charlene, what you're doing full-time with and the kids. business, you've also yeah. added two to the Lopez Young household. So yes. what does this latest round of equity-free grant money from Arch Grants mean for you as entrepreneurs who are also parenting young children? Oh man, the legacy that we get to leave behind is is amazing. Um, we're working towards building something for our family, um, something that not only represents half of who they are as Filipino Americans, but who they are entirely um, f- from their dad's values and his identity to mine. Um, and so we, we just hope that we're continuing to build something that we can share with them later on um, that you know, helps helps them be who they want to be and grow who they want to become. Um, and, and Darren is so passionate about 
what we're doing um, and, and what he's leaving behind. Um, so the $75,000 really helps us get there. It affirms what we're doing, that's for sure. But but really, it, it helps us um, be who we want to be, not just in St. Louis, but for our family. So this is the last question. Darren, you brought a box with you. And this is very apropos. <laughs> And if you could just give like a one word answer, if you could ship a box of the fattened calf's best consumer packaged items to anyone, anywhere, whose drool emojis or praise hands would bring you the most joy? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a very good question. So it, it needs to be a person. Or it could be an entity. Oh, I mean, like, what about Oprah? Like, is that a... <laughs> Oprah's Oprah an answer, awesome, certainly. Right? Um, but Darren, who would you... That's would a you very think? good question. Um, wow. Um, Maybe what you all can do, because I, I understand that social media has been a very big part of how absolutely. you have yeah. reached people, yeah. is we'd love to see your response via social media. Okay. All right, Charlene and Darren Young, thank you for being on the program. Oh, yes. Charlene and Darren Young are the pair behind the fattened calf, the Filipino barbecue pop-up with a residency at Earthbound Beer on Cherokee Street. Coming up, Drawn In, a multifaceted early literacy initiative out of nine PBS. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.